by listening to an Able original. Felicity the Fish Episode 1 The Sweet Surprise It was a beautiful day in the crystal-clear waters of Coral Cove. Sunbeams shone through the blue ocean and all the way down to the seabed, lighting up the town's bright coral reef. Here, there was every colour that you could think of. There was coral that was green and spiky, pink coral shaped like broccoli, and even coral that looked like a giant brain. The beautiful reef was usually peaceful, but today a stream of bubbles was rushing upwards from a group of floating coral fingers. The bubbles were coming from an excited parrotfish called Felicity. She darted through the purple fingers, making them wave all around in the water. <laughs> you can't catch me! I'm the fastest fish there is! A few seconds later, her sister Debbie came chasing after, making even more bubbles. The two parrotfish were just as multicoloured as the amazing coral maze. Suddenly, Felicity's fins stopped flapping. Got you! We're not playing catch of the day anymore. Look over there! In the centre of the floating fingers was an old wooden chest. As Felicity swam closer, she could see that it was covered in crusty barnacles. A few of them flew off as Felicity bumped the trunk with her beak. The lid opened with a loud creak. Immediately, the little fish was bathed in a golden glow and her mouth dropped open in surprise. <gasps> it's full of golden coins! Debbie flapped beside Felicity to see the incredible treasure for herself. That's amazing! How did it get here? Do you think it fell all the way from a pirate ship? Wherever it came from, it belongs to us now. Don't you remember the famous fish saying? Sometimes you have to sink or swim. Not that one. The one about the things that fall from ships. Find us keepers, sell us weepers. We found the treasure, so that means it's ours to keep. There's only one problem. No way we can carry this heavy chest by ourselves. We need another four friends to help us at least. Felicity frowned for a moment, then grinned from gill to gill. Or we just need one friend. A friend with eight arms. On the other side of Coral Cove was the SS Seaworthy. Many years ago, the cruise liner had sprung a leak and sank on its maiden voyage. Now, the old boat had been on the seabed for so long that it had turned completely red with rust. The sunken cabins were some of the nicest places to live in Coral Cove and were home to many different creatures, including Felicity's family. Why are we going home? We're not. We're going to the cabin next door. She swam past the window of her family's cabin and into the next porthole. As Debbie followed Felicity through the circular window, the two sisters heard a beautiful tinkling. It was music. Someone was playing a piano. In fact, it sounded far too complicated to be just one creature playing the piano. This sounded almost like four creatures playing all at once. 
When Felicity and Debbie flapped into the room, the little pink octopus looked up in surprise. Immediately, he turned bright red and took his eight tentacles off the keyboard. Don't stop, Ronnie. You're the only creature I know who plays the piano that well. I'm the only creature you know who even has a piano. Uh, you're right, but what I said is still true. Ronnie didn't start playing again. He was much more interested to hear what his next-door neighbours had been doing. He couldn't believe they discovered a sunken trunk full of gold coins. You're pulling one of my legs. Come and see the treasure for yourself. With that, the three creatures hurried back to the coral reef as fast as they could swim. Ronnie didn't know even if he'd be able to lift it, but Felicity was right all along. Using all eight arms at once, Ronnie proved just how strong an octopus can be, and with a mighty heave, the three of them soon had the chest all the way to Seaweed Street, the centre of Coral Cove. They paused for breath outside the local supermarket, Algi. There's a lot of treasure in here. What can we spend it on? Sweets! Sweets. Felicity brushed against a bell as she swam into the large cave on her way into Mr. Sweettooth's candy shop. Floating behind the counter was Mr. Sweettooth himself, a large shark with a grey hammer-shaped head and, very unusually for a shark, almost no teeth at all. Mr. Sweettooth ate so many sweets that all his sharp, terrifying shark chompers had fallen out a long time ago, all except for one. He called it his sweet tooth. At first, Mr. Sweet Tooth was sad about losing his teeth, but he'd always been a lonely shark. Fish were frightened of him and swam away whenever he was near. He tried smiling at them, but have you ever seen a shark grin? That just made things worse. Once his teeth fell out, the fish of Coral Cove stopped being so scared of him and now he had more friends than he could keep up with. Three of these friends were Debbie, Ronnie and Felicity who came to his shop whenever they had any pocket money to spend. Mr. Sweettooth was refilling sweet jars that were stacked from floor to ceiling. Hearing the bell, he span around in the water. Hello, you three. Which treats would you like to buy today? All of them! Having carried the chest all the way from the reef, a relieved Ronnie dropped it with a thud. He opened it with a creak, filling the sweet shop with a golden glow. When Mr. Sweet Tooth saw all the coins, his eyes bulged as wide open as they were far apart. He couldn't believe how much gold was in front of him. Suddenly, the sweet, old sweet seller turned suspicious. Hmm. Mr. Sweet Tooth was swimming over the counter and grabbing one of the coins. Using his one gigantic tooth, he 
bit into the coin to test if it was real. <coughs> this was an old trick he'd learned as an undersea shopkeeper. Most metal is very hard. You couldn't possibly damage it with your teeth, even if they were as big and sharp as Mr. Sweettooth's last remaining chomper. But gold is a very special metal. One of the things that makes it different to other metals is that it's soft enough to dent just by biting it. Mr. Sweettooth brought his tooth down on the coin and it went straight through the coin like a hole puncher. Blimey, real gold. I could have told you it was real. You didn't have to use your jaws. The three friends bought as many sweets as they could carry. And remember, Ronnie has eight arms, so that's a lot. They left with overflowing bags of long-lasting gill stoppers, fizzy message-in-a-bottles, fishermen's enemies, and Felicity's favourite of all, swimming saucers. With his one free tentacle, Ronnie plonked the empty chest down behind him on the stony seabed. It was the perfect makeshift bench for the three friends to noisily tuck into their sugary treasure. Did you buy all those sweets from my dad? He'll be very happy. A baby hammerhead shark floated beside the friends and joined them on their trunk. Hi, Finn. We found a whole load of buried treasure. Except even better, because it wasn't even buried. Where have you been? I just got home from shiver practice. Oh, well, I hope you're warmer now. No, a shiver is a group of sharks. We're learning how to swim together. That's sweet. Speaking of, do you want a sweet? Soon, all four friends had their mouths full. Not long after, a beautiful creature flapped past, her long lilac hair streaming behind in the water and her emerald tail covered in shimmering scales. When she saw Felicity and her sweet-eating friends, Mermelin Monroe stopped in surprise. The mermaid frowned at the pretender bench, then smiled sweetly at the little creatures. Hello. I'm looking for my trunk. I lost it in the coral reef earlier. It's very important that I find it because it's full of gold coins. I don't suppose you've seen it, have you? Ronnie turned bright red and tried to cover the wooden chest with his tentacles, while there was a licorice jellyfish popping out of Felicity's mouth. <laughs> no, no, no we haven't. Mermelin Monroe looked suspiciously at the sweet bobbing past her in the water. That's strange, because I asked some plankton who said they saw it being carried this way. Are you sure you don't know where it is? As the four friends silently shook their heads, Mermelin Monroe smiled again. Well, thank you for being so honest. As a reward, I am going to get you even more sweets. Enough to fill that suspiciously hollow-looking bench you're sitting on. Mermelin Monroe swam into the shop and soon returned with several bags that were all about to burst. The smiling mermaid poured the sweets onto the seabed, making a pile twice as big as the one they'd just eaten. The friends gulped as they stared at the sugary mountain. Thank you. C can we eat the sweets later? I'm afraid you cannot. I need to watch you eat them so that I can make sure you enjoy them. I've spent a lot of money on these. Felicity and her friends had no choice. One by one, they tucked into the giant heap of sweets. 
Much later, a groaning Felicity, Debbie, and Ronnie swam slowly home to the SS Seaworthy. I don't feel so good. Me neither. The octopus started to turn a strange shade of green. I feel as sick as a parrotfish. Oh, we should have told the truth. I think we'd all be feeling a lot better right now. Just then, a real jellyfish floated past and Felicity's tummy gave a loud grumble. Oh, I've learned my lesson and I'm never eating sweets again. The End Thank you for listening to an Able Original.